Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. We'll be talking a lot about Duke basketball on today's show as we celebrate Countdown to Craziness coming and going. We talk about Cooper Flagg's official visit, plus Patrick Ngamba II and VJ Edgecombe, and all that more with our good pal Kevin Connolly, who is the site expert from Ball Durham. If you have not done so already, please make sure that you follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever it is that you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and written review. Also, make sure that you take the time to check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel as your support continues to mean so much to us here at Lockdown Blue Devils. We'll continue to keep putting these shows out each and every day as we get closer to the start of the college basketball season. Of course, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Without further ado, let me bring on my good friend, the aforementioned Kevin Connolly, who joins us once again on the show, as he does each and every week. Kevin, thank you for the time. It's good to see you again, my friend. Thanks for having me, JJ. It's exciting to talk about basketball that was played inside Cameron Indoor Stadium with spectators in attendance. A 33-18 final result from a 16-minute scrimmage that we saw from Duke. We'll get into all of it, but first and foremost, just kind of good to see that Duke basketball is back in our lives here. Yes, and I think a good thing also that there was no restrictions on anybody. Nobody was sitting on the sideline with their uniform on not participating. We saw uh, the full complement of Blue Devils out there. So obviously, uh, you knock on wood, it's still late October. There's still a couple weeks to go, about two weeks to go before opening night. But um, as of right now, this Duke team looks healthy. Yeah, what a minor win that is. Like We haven't really discussed that as much, but in years past, it was around this time that we saw the injuries kind of uh, at Derek Lively the second and Derek Whitehead leading up to it. You can go down the line with some players getting slower starts to their Duke careers, but everyone was available for that countdown event, and that is something obviously that you want to see continue into this offseason. Uh, a couple of offseason procedures for Duke, of course, with uh, Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski, getting their bodies cleaned up, ready to go, fully recovered uh, from, from tough freshman years physically, uh, and now getting set for the upcoming season. I think we got to start with Kyle Filipowski. Talked about him a little bit on yesterday's show. Had the big poster dunk there at the end, but just moving around the court. Looked really comfortable, man, and, and really feels like he's going to be a big-time player this season. Yeah, and that's the play everybody looks to, right? With under a minute to go, open in the corner, takes one dribble, and boom, he's at the rim and explodes for a big-time dunk. Um, we didn't see that from him last year we didn't see that explosiveness we didn't see that quick first step now granted there was nobody in front of him he wasn't trying to get around anybody um and let's be honest we really didn't see that height uh, on on his vertical last year either so um everything he said this offseason about his hips and what his new and improved hips are going to allow him to do athletically defensively all this other stuff i mean he showed it basically on night one so that's certainly a great sight to see if you're a duke fan we're already seeing like all-American type buzz for Kyle Filipowski as we see so many of these uh, top analysts and insiders. We're seeing the preview magazines that are stocked along the grocery store aisles and at your local pharmacies to get you ready for this upcoming basketball season. And on everybody's preseason all-American list, whether it be that first, second, 
or third team. A lot of people featuring number 30 uh, for that Duke basketball team, Kyle Filipowski. Do you think, Kevin, after watching him on uh, Friday at Countdown to Craziness and then just what we've seen this all offseason, taking that next step in his sophomore season, is this an All-American type season for Kyle Filipowski? Would you be surprised at all if that were to happen? No, I wouldn't be, but I'm not going to base it off of a 16-minute scrimmage <laughs> on Friday night at Countdown to Craziness, but I understand your point. I think when you look back at what he did um, last season, and let's be honest, he did it injured, right? I mean, he, he was a guy that was banged up. He wasn't fully there athletically, um, and then you want to parlay that with what you did see from him just moving around the court and, and that better feel that he had. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's an All-American for a reason. Um, he's the youngest First team All American, at least this season. No freshman. It's four seniors in him. Um, so, yeah, I think Kyle Filipowski is in for a major season for this Duke team. Excited to see what he could do this upcoming year, what improvements to his game he can make. We talk about that second half of the season that Filipowski had last season, really struggled shooting the basketball from three point range. Uh, the percentages took a big dip there. So, hopefully, uh, that number can go back up and he can be that type of playmaker. For Duke. Again, we, we talk about that 16-minute scrimmage, 33-18, the final score. And as we talked about on yesterday's show with Jordan Mann, we got to overreact a little bit or else what fun is it when we kind of talk about what we were able to see, right? And so we do think the Duke team is going to be much improved shooting the basketball from outside. Jeremy Roach, three three-pointers knocked down in that blue-white game this past weekend. And, uh, yeah, I really do think that three-point shooting is going to be a big feature from this Duke team. The percentage wasn't that great on Friday night at Countdown, but, man, they were letting it fly. Well, they were, and that's what John Shire has said this offseason. He said this is going to be a team that likes to run up and down that's going to take a lot more three-pointers. They think their three-point percentage is going to be improved. And I won't say it necessarily starts and stops with Jeremy Roach, but, I mean, this was what? I guess technically his third countdown since they didn't have one in the COVID season. Um, but obviously entering his senior year, he just looked comfortable. He, he knew what to expect. I mean, um, sometimes as a freshman, you can kind of be overwhelmed because it's your first time in Cameron on the floor with it packed and, and jumping around and it's hot and it's sweaty. And um, sometimes you can be overwhelmed by the moment, let's be honest. But for Jeremy Roach, he knew what to expect. And, and I think the three-point shooting from him specifically was so – um, important because he's going to be the shooting guard, right? Tyrese Proctor is going to be that main facilitator as the team's point guard. So you're looking at Jeremy Roach as a shooting guard. Well, it says it in the names in the position's name, shooting guard. You have to shoot the ball. And he did that well. Um, and you expect him to do that going forward throughout this year as well. Proctor, another player that really impressed a lot of people on Friday night, myself included. We'll talk about his performance. There's a lot of recruiting angles to look at, social media posts that we get to break down as well. All of that and more coming up on this episode of Locked On Blue Devils. These days, every new hire for your small business can feel like such a high-stakes wager, and you want to make sure that you have access to the best qualified candidates Available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring with simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How about we move forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils? I'm JJ Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. We talk about balldurham.com, Duke football. A top 25 team in the country, still one of the top marks in the ACC despite a tough loss this past weekend against Florida State. Countdown has come and gone. An exhibition is next week. Recruiting galore. I mean, you've got it all over at the website, Kevin. Talk about it a little bit for me, please. Yeah, we really do. Right now, it's it's the busiest time in Duke athletics. Um, you mentioned the football team, basketball up and going, women's basketball um, wrapped up their ACC media day on Tuesday, men uh, on Wednesday for ACC media day. So um, we're on top of it all at balldurham.com. Follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. And then, like you said, balldurham.com, where you can read us uh, every single day. Yeah, make sure you do all of that and support the great work over there at Ball Durham. Appreciate Kevin being on the show each and every week. Uh, you're watching and listening to Lockdown Blue Devils here on this Tuesday. So I talked about Proctor, what a performance he had uh, for Countdown to Craziness. Haven't even mentioned Christian Reeves and the spectacular showing that he had once again at the annual event. But Proctor, with the ball in his hands, just looks in full control. Saw that towards the back half of last season. But, man, he looked quicker on Friday night, and mm-hmm. uh, I really think this is going to be a dangerous player in the entire country. Like, watch out, college basketball world. Tyrese Proctor is him, as the basketball world is saying these days. Like, he is going to be a big-time playmaker for Duke. Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually thinking about this um, on Saturday morning afternoon. I went back and wa- rewatched the scrimmage just to get a feel, see if I missed anything. And I'm thinking – and. Tyrese Proctor probably has the most upside on this roster, whether that be this year or going forward in his professional career. I I think you can make that case, and I think it's true. Uh, I mean, um, the freshmen, obviously, Jared McCain, Caleb Foster, tough to gauge them through 16 minutes of action, which we've really seen in a live game outside of the um, YouTube footage of scrimmages and whatever. But, uh, JJ, maybe you can help me out here. I think Tyrese Proctor has the highest upside of anybody on this team. 100%. Yeah, you said that, and my my brain kind of sparked a little bit. Like, yeah, absolutely, with what he's going to be able to do, not only at Duke, but then taking it to the next level. His jump shot continues to improve, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we'll see that again this season. His ability to finish around the rim, and uh, just something about those long, kind of lanky point guards that have the ball in their hands all the time. The passing angles, the one-handed cross-court no-look passes that we'll see from time to time this season, just special-type players and that's something I think we'll see for Proctor this year. 
And you have a handful of players in college basketball. A couple of them come to mind. I think probably the biggest one maybe in the ACC could be like a Donovan Mitchell type when, when he was at Louisville that had this massive jump from his freshman to his sophomore season. And that really could be Tyrese Proctor. Now, that's he's not going to average over 20 points per game or something like that, but just the command he's going to have of the offense. Um, a leader already, named a captain. Um, and the the year that he had under his belt last year is going to be so beneficial to him for so many reasons. I mean, coming from Australia, being an international prospect, and coming to Duke. You have to get accustomed to so many things in such a short period of time during your freshman season. Now, again, like we talked with Jeremy Roach, how comfortable he looked because he knew what to expect from Countdown. That's going to be Tyrese Proctor this year. He knows what to expect. Now he's been in those big-time environments. He's played in those big-time games. He's had the ball in his hands in crucial minutes. I mean, against Tennessee, he was Duke's best option. I mean, in a game where Duke just didn't have it. Obviously, they didn't have Mark Mitchell. Kyle Filipowski um, was getting banged up a lot to the spite of, of no yeah. calls from the referees. Um, Derek Whitehead was limited. Derek Lively, not really an offensive threat. It was Tyrese Proctor, who tra- him and Jeremy Roach, when he wasn't in foul trouble, just tried to put the team on their back and go forward. And, and, and so he's been there. He's been through everything. Everything just about. So, um, yeah, the, the jump you're going to see from Tyrese Proctor from his freshman year to the season, um, I think, might be the biggest jump in the country in terms of sophomores. Tell me what you saw out of the newcomers. We, we had a couple of freshmen that made their Duke debuts in the blue-white game. I think they were evenly split, two on blue, two on white. But the four freshmen there for Duke, what would you make? Well, it's interesting. Again, 16 minutes, um, everything we've heard, at least from the trio of – Caleb Foster, Jared McCain, and TJ Power have been great right in the preseason. I think one big question that a lot of Duke fans had going into the scrimmage was, okay, what is Sean Stewart going to be? Can he be um, not a starter, but can he be a guy that is a serviceable reserve for a guy like Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski? Um, I I think, again, these players might have been overwhelmed by the moment. I don't think you saw the true selves of those four players on Friday night. Um, I'm interested now to see once they, they have their feet under them, they know what Cameron's like in a pack Cameron. Um, I feel like you're going to learn a lot more about these guys, albeit inferior competition, but in that UNC Pembroke scrimmage on November 1st. Talking about this freshman class for Duke basketball and what it could be. There are big recruits that were in attendance for countdown to craziness. We'll talk about that. Also want to talk about, uh, again, just this freshman class of what they could do this season for Duke, made up of so many dynamic players. Of course, what we once thought would be a five-player class is now four for Duke fans who did not see the news over the weekend. Mackenzie Mbako, who ends up at Indiana, uh, winds up getting arrested on a couple of Class A misdemeanor charges, refusing to leave a Taco Bell at 2.15 in the morning and uh, not going to sit here and, and kind of start to bash the player or anything like that, Kevin. But, uh, man, th- those type of headlines, I-, I think you're kind of thrilled and happy that um, it's not around this Duke program right now as you get ready for another big season. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, we're all young. We all were young. We were all um, freshmen in college and done some stupid stuff that we probably – wouldn't want publicized out there that unfortunately in McKenzie's case does get publicized out there because he's the five-star freshman on the Indiana basketball team. Um, Bizarre story. 
I will say that if you read the details of some of the articles coming out of Indiana, it's certainly a bizarre one, one that um, I don't think I've ever heard before. Um, But it seems like this wasn't as big of an issue as it could have been. Um, But obviously it escalated into something a little bit further than it should have been. Um, So you you just wish the best for him. Hopefully um, he can get back out on the court. And and, um, as some coaches say, whether it's at the college level or professional level, um, nothing typically ever good happens after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 kind of the one rule in, in sports. Again, whether it be collegiate, professionals, whatever, um, even in life, it feels life. like not a lot of good things happen a- after midnight. That is a good life motto out there for everyone listening. Nothing good takes place uh, after midnight. So, uh, yeah, just wanted folks to be aware of that kind of update. I know people were talking about that online as we're looking at what the future. Uh, Duke basketball players could look like we've got four talented freshmen this season all set to make an impact, not five. Again, there were 13 scholarship players available for Duke. It ends up going to a walk-on in Spencer Hubbard after McKenzie Mbaco decides not to come to Durham, after Duke decides not to go after a transfer portal player. And, uh, yeah, that's where this Duke roster stands right now. So, Cooper Flag, let's talk about him. He posted a couple of things on social media that's got the world buzzing. We'll talk about that after our final timeout here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. This has turned into one of my absolute favorites when it comes to daily fantasy sports. The largest independently owned DFS platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more than or less than from two to six player stat projections and watch all of the winnings roll in. With Price Picks Reboot Policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. That's pretty outstanding. So go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, pricepicks.com slash college using code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks is a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Make sure you check out Locked On College Football Live as college football season continues to move forward each and every Friday. The college football kickoff live Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. That's right. Right here on Locked On Blue Devils, you get the alerts that we're going live with college football live covering playoff implications, the conference rivalry games going in-depth with every Locked On can do, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. So talking about recruiting and countdown to craziness, Cooper Flag among many in attendance, five other recruits in the class of 2024, several in the class of 2025 on hand as well. We were able to see kind of what they were doing during the game, 
The baby doll is being passed around in the student section, which is so much fun. The players are going to sit with the Cameron Crazies. What has happened since then, Kevin? What have we now seen kind of online, and what are we hearing uh, regarding these recruitments? Well, for Cooper Flag, it's still Duke. It's Duke, Duke, Duke. Um, I know UConn fans on social media are trying to turn the tide. Um, credit to them, hat tip to them. They're trying their best, but um, at least everything that I've heard, uh, it's not changing. Cooper Flag um, seems destined to be a Duke Blue Devil. Uh, number one player in class of 2024, Duke's top priority recruit. Um, you're seeing pictures now coming out of his photo shoot from his official visit um, with him in the Brotherhood jerseys, um, his family in Duke gear as well. And then also we got the pick of the trio of players on there for their official visits in VJ Edgecombe and Patrick Nangaba as well. So um, everything trending in the right direction for Duke and Cooper Flag. Um, VJ Edgecombe, his recruitment, in my opinion, I think it's going to leak into the spring. So you probably won't get a decision decision on that for a while. Um, and Patrick Nangaba II, um, I, it's tough to gauge. It feels like things are a little quiet. I feel like Duke could be a front runner. Um, and I, I, I could see it wrapping up soon, um, but I just don't have a good gauge. But as if I had to give a prediction, I would say he's going to be a Blue Devil as well. Um, and he'd probably commit uh, sometime by mid-November. Yeah, excited to see uh, possibly what happens with these commitments. Would love to get all three players to wear that Duke uniform. But uh, yeah, to see Cooper Flag late Monday evening post those photos, about 10 photos uh, from his photo shoot, wearing the Duke gear already. Uh, he's got his whole family there. It looks like grandparents uh, are even there featured as well that made the trip to be a part of an official visit weekend. Seems pretty serious, man. Everybody's meeting the family uh, and the extended family included in that too. Yeah, you bring the grandparents down for an official visit and put them in the photo shoot. Things have to be serious, man. Things yeah. have to be. So hopefully we get that commit going in Duke's favor, that's for sure. So, uh, Kevin, as always, so much fun talking Duke basketball with you. We'll do it each and every week. The season is almost here, my friend. Looking forward to talking to you again soon, okay? Can't wait, JJ. That's Kevin Connolly, the site expert from Baldurham, joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. And that's going to do it for our show here today. Thank you so much for your support. As always, we're back at it tomorrow with another brand new episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. That'll do it for our show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, man. Good day.